Welcome back to Troubleshooting Agile. Hi there, Jeffrey. Hi, Squirrel. Um, you've made a change to how you've been coaching people recently, and I think it's been a great experiment. And I think I would love for you to share with myself and the listeners uh, what you've been doing and, and how it's been working out. Yeah, it's fantastic. So what I do is I used to book regular meetings with people, and there's still some people maybe listening to this who have those regular meetings in their calendar. Well, if you started with me today, what I would do is book 15 minutes with you and not book any more. Well, that, that seems strange. What, are we, is that all I, all I get? <laughs> no, but what happens is that in that 15 minutes, and sometimes we go over, I allow more time, that in that 15 minutes, I say, right, so what can we do today? What, what can you get done tomorrow? I, I look for homework that the person I'm coaching can, can do. And I had one today where the person said, you know, uh, and I asked, could you do that Thursday? And he said, yeah, that would be pretty easy. I said, well, how about Wednesday? He said, great, I, I think I could do it then. So I booked the next 15-minute session for Wednesday. And in fact, he just wrote me before I got on to do the podcast with you. And he said, actually, I did it today. Today's Monday that we're recording this. Um, and I was really ecstatic. You know, I might try to find a squeeze in a time tomorrow to, to see him and to make the next, uh, to, to take the next step. And, and this has been tremendous in accelerating progress. Um, so, some of my clients are, are getting whiplash because uh, they're, they're moving so fast. <laughs> but um, th this, is, this is a good problem. It's, it's it's funny that you and I are, are kind of doing similar things because uh, not long ago, um, in the last few months, I've had people who I have daily meetings with in the afternoon, and we go over and talk about, well, you know, what's the issue for today and what do you do for tomorrow? And we'll check in again the next day. So very similar kind of small increments. And as you say, re replacing cadences that were more likely to be a week at a time. And for, for people who I'm doing things with daily versus people who are doing things weekly, there's no comparison. We're getting much more uh, done. Uh, those people are getting much more done in the in the daily meetings, but then then the the weekly ones. Even though the calendar time uh, is uh, um, looks like it should be the same. You know, if I'm doing a one hour session with someone or, or four 15 minute sessions, it, you'd think it, it'd be the same amount. But that's not what's happening. Well, it's actually different in calendar time, right? So in calendar, in terms of days, fewer days have elapsed. But um, the, uh, the, the clock time is the same. Yeah. yeah. And, and that's what I'm finding is the things that I would have said, okay, great, well, I'll see you next week and you, know, you will have done this. I say, how about uh, Wednesday? And in, in one case today, how about tomorrow? <laughs> and, and I think this is what I, why I thought this was worth talking about is it, it goes to the heart of something I've, I've told people for many years, which will often talk about the, you know, the schedules and I'll say, people are worried like, oh, this is taking a long time. You know, this, this, this is going to take a long time. And I say, look, actually things don't take a long time as a rule. The, what, what happens is you spend a lot of time not doing them. <laughs> things take a long time when you're not actually doing it. When you do it, it doesn't take that, uh, that long that actually there's this huge overhead, there's this huge um, aspect, which which in, in lean terms would be waste, which is time that's just waiting. You know, if you, we put this on a value stream map, it'd be very clear that what we're talking about here is the amount of time spent adding value, doing the work is very small. But what's happened is that the calendar unfolds and a lot of time passes. You have a lot of elapsed time between actually making progress. Well, well Jeffrey, I'm sorry, you know, that, that, that can't possibly be right because my calendar's full. I've just got so many meetings that, that you know, <laughs> I, I couldn't actually make progress with that until at least next week. And, and and that's like I hear that so frequently. But when we get into the details, what tends to happen is there is actually a complete lack of prioritization. And is that people have filled their calendars, but it's one of those things that kind of work expands to fill the time available. 
Yeah, I don't let people tell me that they don't have time. I say, you have the same 86,400 seconds. I hope I've got that number right. 86,400 seconds <laughs> every day that I do. And so you could use those seconds for something else. And what they really mean, usually, when they say I don't have time, is they mean I have prioritized something else, or someone has prioritized it for me, or I have assumed that I should prioritize in a different way. And I train, and relentlessly, my coaching clients who listen will know that I never let them say, I always make them say, I have prioritized X over Y. And then my question is, why? Perhaps they are correct, <laughs> right? So, you know, doing my homework might be less important than fixing a bug that's going to sink the company. Not arguing. Sounds great. You know, we'll meet on Thursday, not Wednesday. I'm completely fine with that. But when they say they don't have time, they're actually hiding a prioritization decision. And um, the most helpful thing is to bring that into the open. Of course, it does tend to lead to productive, well, we hope productive, conflict. And that's often what they're avoiding. Yes. And it's, it's funny because when you when you say that, you say that, well, they're making a prioritization decision. But usually it's only implicitly. They haven't explicitly made one. And it's when you actually get them to to to, to draw out the the uh, explicit uh, the the, the prioritization decision explicitly, then suddenly people's behavior change. That's what I see. Is they realize, oh wait, actually this is <laughs> this is more important. I do want to spend this. Or you know, I could cancel every meeting I have today and still create more value for the company if I did this one thing than from all those meetings. Therefore, usually they can finish the sentence. Uh, there's another um, <laughs> thought experiment I use sometimes. Jeffrey, have you seen Independence Day, the movie? Oh, yeah, many, many years ago. That's one where the, the spaceships show up over all the capital cities. And That's the key fact. So uh, I ask them to imagine that spaceships have arrived over every key city on, on planet Earth, and the, the lasers are trained, but this time, instead of like in the movie where they just start shooting, the aliens say, we want you to, and then I finish the sentence with whatever it is they're supposed to do. And I say, do you think you could get it done this afternoon if that happened? Now, there are examples where that's not true, where, it, you know, it's like, I'd like to grow a tree in my garden. Okay, well, you know, you better start shooting. We, we can't do that. I'd like to build a uh, time machine. Okay, well, haven't invented one. You know, uh, go ahead and shoot. But um, most of the time, it's like, uh, could, we release, could we release this feature? Could we um, hold a, a meeting with this client? You know, they're actions that are in the control of humans and are not um, unreasonable. And, and therefore, they could be done. The only problem is um, the priorities aren't right. The, the aliens kind of remove the prioritization challenge. The aliens say, okay, <laughs> do it now. It suddenly <laughs> becomes um, uh, existential. And that's what helps people understand that it's not that they can't do it. It's not that they don't have enough time. It's that they're prioritizing something else. And that's the discussion to have. And, and, it, and generally, people don't like I say don't realize that they are prioritizing things. And I think instead, people kind of have a I don't know to call it status quo bias. There's probably some some bias, some some uh, uh, cognitive bias that our listeners could tell us what it is. But basically, they like to to have their habits and routines. They like predictability, and the idea that I've set out a schedule for the week. Uh, or maybe the month, mm -hmm. <laughs> certainly uh, multiple days. I have planned what I want to do, and I and I want to go through and, and follow those plans and follow my routine because that's my routine. Those are my plans. I don't like them to be disrupted. And and, and people are very uh, resistant, in my experience, to uh, question those, those priorities that they've made, again, partially because they don't see them as priorities. They just see them as the way that we're, things are supposed to be. That mm -hmm. if I've set them up like this, if I've made these plans, then those are, those are how things should happen. And where I see this very often is when there's interruptions that come. And this has been very notable 
in the last couple of years, given the uh, acquisition that I was part of and the acquiring company very much had a view of like, this is our priority. This is what we're working on now. They're very much fans of lean. And one of the things that means is that if the management team are trying to make a decision and they realize that they lack information, they seek to get that information before they commit the decision, which is great. And one of the ways that plays out is they then make request information for different people in the company, and usually on a very short timeline. And the text is, we're trying to make this decision. We need this data. Your team should be able to put it together. Can you get that to us? And it's the kind of timeline of, can you have it for us this afternoon? Can you have it by tomorrow morning? Because we're trying to make this decision. The, the, the aliens are here. They they have spaceships, and, and they, <laughs> they're, they're pointing to get the... And really, that's the kind of um, urgency that um, I think your executive team is trying to communicate. Certainly, it is what I'm trying to communicate to my uh, to my clients. You know, I'm being paid a nice uh, consulting fee here. You you have been asked to, to make this change. Is there something you're doing that's more important than that? Probably not. Yeah, well, I think there's actually lessons here for both sides, and this is why I'm interested in this in this um, uh, podcast because I, I for people who are in the position of um, asking for that data. And you know, you might be in management, or you might you might be an engineer. You need you need data from someone else, maybe from management. <laughs> hey, management, can you give us this data? And to say, uh, provide the context that allows people to prioritize. You know, to to let them change their behavior. To say, this is what we're trying to get done. You know, can you get this to me this afternoon? Can you get it to me uh, uh, by tomorrow morning? Uh, give the people the context, because I think what happens. One of the reasons that people get unhappy is they get the request, but without the context. And then it's just a question of power. And they're just like, well, there they go again. Uh, you know, they don't care about us. But actually, they're probably behaving reasonably. They're just not communicating context. Exactly. And this is a rule I use um, to, that I help people when, when they're trying to make this kind of decision. I say, whatever you might be communicating, this this works when you're disappointing somebody. Uh, and then I say you should disappoint them helpfully. But it's, it, it, it works just as well when you're asking someone for something. There is an implicit prioritization there, and it'd be good to make it explicit. So this is important because, or this other thing is not important because, in either case, um, if you are able to give that context, then it has a, a, a very useful uh, effect on their learning, i.e. that the person who's receiving the request says, gosh, boy, th this information for regulators seems really important. Maybe I should pay attention to regulators. Maybe more of our sprints <laughs> should be spent on features that give us information that let us tell regulators things, because it seems like they could shut us down. I didn't know that, but um, uh, we just got three requests, all of which were super urgent. Maybe I should plan for that. And that's really useful feedback. That's very important. That's an important signal that you could give. And of course, if you can't give that signal as a manager uh, or as a requester, as you say, Jeffrey, as an engineer, um, if you just are, it boils down to, I really want it or it seems important to me, then <laughs> you might want to go reflect on whether you're just in some really special situation where it's never going to happen again and um, we just really need it right now for one, a one-off reason. That could happen, but much more likely you're, you're pulling, uh, pulling rank there. You're, you're doing something that's going to erode people's faith in you, and um, you ought to take a hard look at whether you actually need that requ request fulfilled that quickly at all. In our sort of prep for this, you mentioned this is kind of like the near enemy <laughs> of, of, a, of, of, a, of prioritization, which is, you know, we're, we're saying this is good if you make an urgent request and you give people the context that is urgent. But if you if you it, it can be very easy to just treat everything that way. You know, I'm 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 a powerful person, therefore respond to me quickly. Mm -hmm. 
Whereas if you can uh, give a guide to behavior, then you have um, not, not only you've increased respect, but you've increased knowledge across the organization. This type of request is really important. This type of customer is um, important, should go at the front of the queue. This type of, uh, of need is something that we should pay attention to. And um, the good thing you should see if you do that effectively and you're not at the near enemy of just being a demanding uh, boss who, who says, I want this stuff or else, then you should see that the people adjust their behavior so it's actually easier for them to fulfill your requests. And maybe they even give you a report of the information so that you, you uh, get it without asking. That would be the sort of behavior you'd want to see and that would be beneficial. And that's the benefit of having, uh, as you said it, Jeffrey, uh, a fire drill. Uh, it tells people fire is something you should pay attention to. <laughs> we should do something <laughs> when there's a fire. <laughs> that's right. We could say here, another way to put it is that I'm, I'm in favor of, of people being demanding, but they should be helpfully demanding. There in, you go. In the same way we, we, we say people should be helpfully disappointing. So if I, if, and this is why I like the both sides. We should, you know, we should be helpful on both sides. You should be helpfully demanding and helpfully disappointing if, you, if you're not able to comply. You can say, look, I, um, I hear you made this request. I am fixing on this uh, current uh, outage, and I think this takes priority. That's, so my intention is to not do what you're asking because I think this, you know, this other thing is more urgent. Uh, you know, let me know what you think. That This is like we're actually getting into a conversation here once people start being helpful with each other. And then I could be helpfully demanding back and say, you know, there's these aliens. <laughs> that's right so maybe reconsider that bug fix because because the guys in, in in the green suits here with the laser guns they, they don't agree this is fantastic i've really enjoyed this one thing it really brings to alive to me is something that uh i remember reading many years ago in in the toyota kata um and in the book they're talking toyota kata they're talking about the improvement kata and that you set up this cycle of saying you know um plan do check act and it says one of the questions you ask is, you know, when can we see the results? And it has a little prompt, today is not too soon. <laughs> it's okay to make progress today. And, and that's what we're talking about. It's, it's okay to make progress immediately. Progress doesn't, isn't something we have to wait for in the future. There we go. Well, if listeners agree with that and want to start uh, demanding and being disappointing helpfully, then uh, we'd be happy to hear from you with questions about how to do that. If you disagree and think you've got a really demanding uh, source of uh, uh, unhelpful demands in your life and, and you think this wouldn't be helpful, uh, we'd love to hear from you as well. You can do that at agileconversations.com. There's also free videos. There's our Twitter, email, and all those kind of good things. So uh, we'd love to hear from you there as always. And of course, we'd love to see you here again next week on Troubleshooting Agile. Thanks, Jeffrey. Thanks, Squirrel.